Welcome to Happy Trails, the podcast for trail riders. Episode 6, A Very Unlikely Trail Horse. Welcome back to Happy Trails. I'm your host, Jess. I'm coming to you from Elmo, Idaho, home of City of Rocks National Preserve. City of Rocks is a beautiful park full of spectacular granite rock formations. It's a well-known climbing destination, but it also offers tons of trails and great riding. There's an equestrian campground in the park called Smoky Mountain. It offers electric and water hookups and horse corrals. It's adjacent to a trailhead where you can park for the day as well. From there, you ride through some juniper forest down to a seasonal creek lined with willows and marsh grasses. You eventually emerge in the heart of the park, surrounded by the famous granite outcroppings that give the park its name. You'll see lots of climbers, hikers, and bikers along the trails, and maybe even pass by a herd of cattle snoozing in the shade of a tree. The park is filled with history of early Western settlers. Groups of emigrants camped here on their voyage to California. Whether you're a history buff or just enjoy spectacular views, this place has something to offer everyone. We're here for an endurance ride called the City of Rocks Pioneer. It's a three-day event with distances of 50 and 25 miles offered each day. We were on our way from Las Vegas to Bozeman, Montana, when I found out that this ride was going to happen. New protocols have been developed and put into place to be held following state COVID-19 guidelines. Getting to Elmo only involved a short detour from our route to Bozeman, and we of course were excited to come here to rock climb as well. So it made sense and worked out to come here and hang out for about two weeks before the ride. In that time, we've taken the horses for a few trail rides in City of Rocks and neighboring Castle Rock State Park. They are absolutely loving the lush grasses here. It's a great treat after spending so many months in desert climates. The endurance ride starts tomorrow, and I've decided to ride Mackenzie in the 25-mile limited distance. I'll take a rest day and then ride River in the 50-mile endurance ride. It's very exciting to be attending my first event since the shutdown. Things will run a little bit differently than normal in order to follow the COVID-19 procedures, but the riding will be just as fun as always. The horses are in great shape. We've gotten quite a few long rides in, climbing some pretty good hills in Utah. So I'm looking forward to and really hoping that we have a good weekend. Arabian horses dominate the sport of endurance. My horses, Mackenzie, a Cleveland Bay thoroughbred, and River, a Tennessee walker, are non-typical in the sport. The Arabians might have some advantages over my horses, but it doesn't mean that they aren't capable of doing it. And that leads me to today's guest. Her trail partner is a very atypical equine. She happens to participate in endurance as well, and I discovered her incredible horse through our mutual connections on Facebook a few years ago. Since then, I've followed their journey closely and absolutely love her horse. Cricket has become a bit of an internet sensation, inspiring people all around the world. I spoke with Jen to get more of the story on Cricket's background. Today I'm talking with Jen Joins. I am so glad to have her on the podcast because she is going to talk to us about the most adorable celebrity in the world, Cricket. <laughs> Welcome, Jen. Thank you. Excited to be here. Please tell us who you are and who your adorable pony Cricket is. I am Jen Joins. I'm a chemical engineer. I just moved from Southern California to Northeast Pennsylvania. Cricket is my little miniature horse who stands a whopping 29 and a half inches tall. 
So she's not just a mini, but she's a mini mini. We do a bunch of different things. The biggest thing that she is known for is she does endurance rides with me. And by doing endurance rides with me, I mean that she and I run them together. So I am on foot leading cricket through these endurance rides. And um, we kind of went viral last summer. We uh, did a big trip with a friend of mine to Southern Utah and Bryce Canyon. And there's a bunch of videos that we took and pictures of our trip. And as a result, cricket kind of became a, a little bit of a global sensation. And how did she come into your life? At the time, I just had my paint keech. And I was boarding her in somebody's backyard. And it was just her and the owner's gelding. And when I would take her out for a ride, his gelding would freak out. And then when he would take his gelding out for a ride, Keech would freak out. After a few vet bills from colic cases because they were getting too stressed being left by themselves, I basically told the the barn owner, I was like, look, I'm willing to go and get a mini and cover it. And that way nobody has vet bills. Everybody stays happy. And there's always a horse left behind with the one who's not being ridden. So I started looking at um, rescues and Cricket was the first mini that we looked at online and her picture just kind of stuck with us. And every time we were looking at other minis online, it was, nope, not as cute as her, not as cute as her. So we finally said, you know what, we're just going to go ahead, put in an adoption application. And my friend and I went down to go meet her and the rest is basically history. Can you describe the condition she was in when you adopted her? She was actually a severe neglect case. The rescue I got her from Falcon Ridge, which is um, right near San Diego, California. They got her near the end of July in 2016, along with two other mini mares who were kept on the same property. And Cricket was the one that was in the best shape out of the three. But I use that term super loosely. She was skin and bone. It was July and they had full thick winter coats. Um, it was very clear their feet hadn't been done in a while. So the rescue took them all in and um, basically nursed them back to health. And when I met Cricket, it was October 1st of 2016. And while she wasn't skinny anymore, she had no muscle tone. When I got her and brought her home, she was okay weight, but like I said, had, had no muscle. And it was kind of like the, the lights were on, but no one was home. She had this really far off, distant look in her eye. It was really hard to capture her attention. She just wasn't there. She wasn't present in the moment. She was clearly just locked in her own head. It's actually really heartbreaking for me to look back on the pictures of when we first got her and the videos because it's just a totally different animal. You know, like now she's full of fire and sass and it's incredible to see the, the transformation that she's made in even a year, much less the three years that I've had her now. That's really wonderful. So you got her to be a companion animal. When and how did you come around to the idea of taking her out on trail rides with you? She was intended to be a companion animal. However, um, we went down to meet her at the rescue on October 1st. And signed all the paperwork and said, yep, we're going to bring her home. And then the plan was to bring her home the next day. So we are an hour out from getting in the car. And I get a text message from the barn owner saying his horse had passed away. So I decided to go through with it and, and bring Cricket home and just say, well, 
<laughs> now I've got two, so I'm still in the, I have to take both out or neither out because I can't really leave one behind. That's not fair. So we went ahead, got Cricket, and brought her home. Like I said, now I was, okay, two horses, both have to go out. But the problem was, Keech, my paint, was fit for endurance rides. And we were actively conditioning for endurance rides. And Cricket had no muscle tone. She could barely walk a mile an hour and had zero stamina. So at the time, I had a junior who was working with me and riding my paint with me. So I'd say, all right saddle up, go ride the trails and just do loops around Cricket and I while we basically crawl down the trail as far as we can go and then turn around and crawl down the trail back. Keech was still getting exercise. Cricket was getting exercise. Both horses were out. Both horses were happy. And eventually we got to a point where Cricket could go a little further, go a little further, go a little further. And um, the whole reason we got into doing things like endurance was because I had this junior who wanted to try endurance. And I didn't know really anybody because I myself was really new to the sport. So I couldn't borrow a horse from anybody. I couldn't beg somebody to ride with her through a ride because I didn't know anybody to do so. I looked at the the bylaws for AERC and nowhere does it say that you have to ride your horse. You just have to have a horse. So we hatched this harebrained scheme of, okay, we can do it with Cricket. I'll hike it, you ride it. And so we just started conditioning her and building her stamina up slowly but surely following actually the exact same principles I followed with my, my big horse. So it was kind of fun to watch her build her muscles and, and gain the sass and gain the fire and the energy that you know she was clearly lacking when we got her. Were you a runner at that point? I was in riding shape, so it wasn't like I was unfit, but I certainly was not anywhere near the realm of running shape. (laughs) I hate running, so it's so inspiring to hear that you were not a runner and you took it up to basically benefit your little horse, and now look at what you guys have done. What's the furthest distance endurance race that you've done? So the furthest endurance race I've done riding was a 35 mile limited distance ride cricket's longest was an 18 mile intro and it was actually her first intro that was the longest being ponied out on trail she's gone i think it's 20 or 21 miles in a day is her cap that is really fantastic you always hear about people driving miniature horses and that's usually just going around an arena for a class, or maybe people take them out on a trail or some roads nearby their house, but you never, ever hear of a miniature horse doing these kind of distances. What do your vets think about her? So when I got her, my vet looked at me like I was crazy. Why on earth would you want a mini? Like, they're kind of useless. And he was her vet from the day I got her until the day I left California. And he saw firsthand the changes that were happening with her. Every time he'd see her, for whatever reason, it was always, I've never seen a mini this fit. I've never seen a mini this happy. I've never seen a mini this energetic or well-mannered or whatever. You know, he was astounded at the changes and the the things that we could do 
I'll never forget when I when I told him we were going to Utah and we were intending to cover 80 to 100 miles over the course of 10 days. And I told him I needed health papers, not just for Keech, but for Cricket. He told me I was going to kill my mini. And I said, nope, I know she can do it. And while we had some issues happen on the trip, and we ended up cutting it down. Cricket did 80 miles in eight days over some of the most intense terrain I have ever seen in my life. And we came home and showed him the photos and the videos. And he's like, holy hell, I can't believe that she actually did it and looks fantastic and doesn't look like she's done a thing. So it's, it's been kind of fun to astound the vets a little bit. Even when I pull up to like an endurance ride, you know, people see the mini hop off the trailer and they're like, oh, how cute. You brought a companion for your your competition horse and la, la, la. And I'm like, oh, no, we're, we're doing the intro. And then people start freaking out. And then I take her over to vet in and I'm like, oh, yeah, here I am. I'm ready. You know, I need my rider packet. I need my number. And then walk to the vets and the vets all laugh thinking I'm joking. I'm like, no, I'm not joking, folks. Like, we're literally doing this. So it's, it's always kind of fun to see the reactions of, of people and vets and other riders and everybody who follows her page, you know, it just, it's so much fun to see their responses and their reactions when they see just what a little itty bitty pony can actually do. Yeah. What is her Facebook page so that people can follow along? It's the mini adventures of cricket, but it's cricket spelled with a K. So K-R-I-C-K-E-T. It's really wonderful hearing about all of her success. It's just so unique and so impressive and absolutely wonderful for you to be taking a very traditional pastime like trail riding and using a very non-traditional animal to do it. What are your favorite types of trails to take Cricket on? So Cricket and I actually have two different opinions on this matter, I'm going to say. I personally love riding anywhere that I can cross the water. Streams, rivers, hell, I even love a great beach day. And in California, we'd go to the beach almost once a month during the summer and swim in the ocean. Cricket, on the other hand, really likes technical mountain trails. If there's hills and rocks, that pony is in her element. She is not a pony. She's a mountain goat. I remember seeing a video that you posted of Cricket trying to cross a stream. And this was when you had her GoPro attached to her harness. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, if, uh, <laughs> if I'm thinking of the video, it's the one where we accidentally submerged her. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we had already crossed streams like Cricket was swimming. Like I, I had gotten my, the bottoms of my feet wet. So they were deep crossings that we had already gone through. We were trying to enter a part of the stream and Cricket's like, I don't want to get my feet wet anymore. I'm done with the water. So she stood up on the ledge and then, you know, ponying, you kind of just bounce on their face just a touch with the lead rope to say, no, no, come on. And she mistakenly thought that she could just step into the water and she totally belly flopped. And we had felt bad and laughed at poor Cricket. But we get to this point and my friends say, hey, this is the deepest crossing. It should be up to about your knees. But the trail continues straight across. So I said, okay, no big deal. Up to my knees, whatever. 
So we start crossing this stream and between one stride and the next, I went from being about knee deep in the water to being about chin deep in the water on the back of my paint. Like she stepped off a shelf or something in this river and we just were submerged to our necks. So I turned her back around to shore and in the turning around and everything like Cricket somehow got caught up in the current that Keech's feet was making as she was swimming and for half a second Cricket was just sucked under the water a hundred percent like all you could see was the little GoPro on the top of her back sticking out of the water and that was it and I started freaking out thinking I was drowning my poor pony so we, we kept going to the shore and she pops herself out. And oh my God, she was so mad the rest of the day. I felt so bad. <laughs> but it's the most amazing video because I was lucky enough to be recording on the GoPro. And all you see is me leading out in front. And you can tell when Cricket starts swimming. And then all of a sudden, I just disappear under the water and then we turn around and then Cricket's whole body just disappears under the water. I feel so bad, but looking back, it's so funny because I was freaking out thinking that, oh my God, she got all this water in her lungs. She's going to get pneumonia. She's going to get a respiratory infection. She's got water in her ears now, like freaking out thinking, oh my God, I'm trying to kill my pony. And all she did was just kind of shake herself off and give me the nastiest look I have ever received from a horse in my entire life. Wow, it's a shame that you got caught up in this potentially dangerous situation, but I have to admit it, it is really fascinating and entertaining to watch. Tell me more about this epic trip that you went on where you guys did 80 miles in 10 days. A friend of mine, she and I had been talking and one of the things that I have always dreamt of doing is taking my horses and going on this vacation to this amazing place and riding all these beautiful trails that, you know, you're only going to get to see once in a lifetime, maybe twice if you're lucky. And one of the places I've always wanted to see was Bryce Canyon in Utah. It's a national park. And the pictures that everybody posts and everything online just makes it look so beautiful. It takes your breath away. So I told her that, look, you know, I want to do this. I want to make a trip. I want to take my horses to Utah. The plan was to take the horses to actually Arizona and do a couple days of the Grand Canyon endurance ride. And then we'd go from the Grand Canyon to Bryce Canyon in Utah and ride some trails that are local there. Basically, we, we hooked up and I hauled to my girls to go pick her up. We hit the road by 11 o'clock p.m. and drove straight through the night to get to the Grand Canyon. And it just was breathtaking. We, we rode 15 miles the first day that we rode at the Grand Canyon. Um, we did complete the introductory endurance ride there. And then while we were there, we learned, okay, well, the trails are never going to kick us out to the rim. And what's the point of coming to the Grand Canyon if you don't see the Grand Canyon? So we altered our plans a little bit, picked up all of our camping stuff and drove a few miles away from the, the base camp for the ride and rode four or five miles on the rim of the Grand Canyon, uh, the North Rim, and just had a blast. I mean, there's nothing to describe it. I mean, you can't describe the Grand Canyon. It's, it's the Grand Canyon. 
you know. So we rode there, and then um, that same afternoon, we hauled from Arizona to Utah, set up camp, and then rode an additional 14 or 15 miles. And we are riding through some of the most beautiful country I'd ever seen to that point. And we finally get to these slot canyons where the walls were literally so close that riding, you could reach your hands out on either side and touch the walls of the canyon. It was super cool. We went back to camp and then drove the next day to Bryce and gave the horses a day off. To ride in Bryce, you need permits and everything from the National Park. If you're bringing your own horses in rather than using the like the mule rental string that they have there. And you're only allowed a certain number of people on your permit. So we got to go and ride through Bryce Canyon ourselves. And it was worth every second of every moment spent in the car. And I hate being in the car and I really hate hauling trailers. It was the most beautiful thing I think I will ever see in my life. So we, we rode there in the morning, and that was like, I think, eight, eight or nine mile ride that we did. And Cricket was like, my paint horse was starting to, to flag a little and get kind of tired. My mini was just like, yeehaw, let's keep going. Go, go, go. So we took a lunch break, rode another four or five miles in the afternoon over in the Dixie National Forest. And then the next day... We went and rode the Thunder Mountain Trail just outside of Bryce, which is actually the video that has gone the most viral of cricket I've ever seen. She's got like 400,000 views on it and so many shares. And it's my friend videoing us from behind as we ride across the spine of Thunder Mountain. And the spine is approximately two and a half to three feet wide with four to 500 foot drop offs on either side. And I mean, just every twist and turn of that trail, better and better views. It just was incredible. So we did that and uh, I don't know, that was probably another 10 miles or so. And we broke down camp and drove to another spot in Utah and uh, we were going to ride it. It was Red Rock. So we hauled over there and we were about a mile into our ride when I noticed that Cricket wasn't right. Um, it wasn't a hot day and she was body clipped and she was just, you know, starting to drip with sweat and she just was not wanting to keep up. She wasn't feeling good at all. We decided to turn back to the trailer and pretty quickly diagnosed her with some kind of colic. So we gave her some banamine, put her on the trailer and made a rush to the nearest vet which unfortunately was not very close at all. So we ended up um, tubing and oiling her and everything at the vet and then stayed the night at a friend's place in Vegas and then came the rest of the way home. So we did end up covering just shy of 80 miles in approximately eight days. Cricket sounds like such an awesome little personality. You are so lucky to have her. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Do you have any words of wisdom for other people who might want to take their mini out and start ponying them on the trail or hiking with them? The absolute best thing I can tell them is to start slow. You can't just take a mini who's not used to going out on trail and expect to do you know, 5, 10, 15 miles, whatever you may be able to do on your big horse 
one of the biggest mistakes people make with minis is forgetting that they're actually a horse. You know, they, they look at them and say, oh, they're so cute. They're so tiny. And they forget that they do have the exact same skeletal structure and muscular structure and all of the same ligaments and tendons that take so long to get developed properly. And a lot of people think, oh, hey, my mini can pull a cart and they're driving fit. And that's great. But when you start getting into like the more technical trails where, okay, there's hills or there's boulders or streams or whatever the case may be, you do need to take your time and make sure that your mini is actually prepared to be able to do these things. It took me eight months to be able to get cricket from basically nothing where she was exhausted walking 500 yards to going 18 miles through her first intro ride. It's so much fun to watch them as they start to figure things out and realize that, hey, hiking with my owner is fun. You know, being ponied on trail and acting like a big horse and seeing what the big horses see is fun. It's to a point now where when I know I'm going to go haul out somewhere I have to load my big horse first, so I tie Cricket to the outside of the trailer, load my paint horse, and by the time I even get the divider shut, Cricket has already loaded herself in the trailer and is standing there expectantly waiting for me to take her lead rope off and say, let's hit the road. And that's the kind of thing you can get to if you take it slow and make sure that it's fun for them. You know, spending time with your horse and riding your horse is supposed to be fun for you, but for me... It's not as rewarding if it's not also a lot of fun for the horse, which is why when I do haul out to places, I go places that my horses really enjoy. Like I said, my paint really loves the water and splashing and swimming. So we go and do those things a lot. Cricket really likes the mountain trails. So we try to accommodate her as much as possible. In California, it wasn't super easy. But here in Northeast Pennsylvania, there's a lot more hills for her to have fun on. So it's, it's just a matter of finding what they enjoy and allowing them to enjoy it and taking the time to, to build them up to where they can. That's such a great lesson and one that we can all learn from and apply in our own horsemanship. Thank you so much. And everybody can find videos and adorable photos of Cricket on Facebook at The Mini Adventures of Cricket. Cricket with a K. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, happy trails. The Happy Trails podcast was created and produced by me, Jessica Isbrecht. The show's music was written and performed by Jason Shaw. Jason Shaw.